This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news to the week of December 12th, 2020. It's the U.S. Open, but with beer, so less athletic. Who is the best beer city in the U.S.? Can you smell what the rock is distilling? This week in Aldi, this advent calendar needs a sparkler. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and we've got a few things to talk about, so let's jump right in. So, um, we haven't done a news episode in a little bit, and it's... in that downtime, uh, there was an event Some holidays. Happen. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. But the U.S. Uh, US Beer Open, or the U.S. Open Beer Championships, however you want to say it. Uh, took place. So breweries from Luxembourg to Louisiana sent in more than 6,000 beers representing over 140 different styles for the 220 U.S. Open Beer Championship. This competition is the only one to include beers from professional breweries and beers from gold medal winners from uh, the National AHA Homebrew Competition. And some of those actually medaled. So which... Which direction from Luxembourg to <laughs> Louisiana? Like, is it? Did did they leave out Asia, or did they? I imagine leave, it circles around. But leave out the U.S. East Coast <laughs> and the U.K. Well, considering some of the winners, I guess they didn't. <laughs> yeah. I guess they 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 ignored California and. No, there's and, some California in there. So um, then their, their map makes no sense. No. It is interesting. So Deschutes Brewery from Bend, Oregon is the 2020 Grand National Champion, winning three gold and two silver medals. Deschutes is the first three-time Grand Champion winner in the U.S. Open Beer Championships, 12-year history, having also won the honor for 2009 and 2011. Deschutes Gold Medal winners include Wowza Light IPA, Home at Port, aged in a port barrel, hmm. and Lil Squeezy Juicy Ale. Deschutes silver medal winners uh, are The Ages, Barrel Aged Sour Ale, and Obsidian Stout. So, do you... I mean, that just gives a goal for the ladders, right? They yes. have to <laughs> They have to do it three times. They have to do it four times. <laughs> Gotta keep up with those numbers, yeah. I think we just have to... Uh, um, if we're gonna try and contract brew with Casey... For anything, it, the beer just has to be called the ladders. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Monday night garage brewing out of Atlanta, Georgia, placed second, winning three gold medals and a silver, all from beers judged best in barrel aged category, which includes rum barrel aged, blended barrel aged, and barrel aged strong stout specialty and barrel aged dark beers. I just picture when I hear rum barrel aged, it's like ah. You can really taste the duct tape holding this barrel together. (laughs) 
The rum barrel aging is it's delicious. It's just it's also like that that barrel has seen some life. Yeah, it's it's some roulette <laughs> as to whether or not it's going to go bad. Uh, Narrow Path Brewing out of Loveland, Ohio, Cincinnati neighborhood, took third place overall, earning three gold medals for the barrel-aged Cerise Sauvignon, uh, Uh, English Descent Mild Ale, and Tri-Kettle Triple, the U.S. I I honestly thought that Saraval said sausage. I mean... Or could yeah, Cincinnati. I, I just glanced at it and I didn't see the V. I was like, oh, there's enough letters there to make sausage. <laughs> the U.S. is the only major uh, beer competition that includes beers from professional breweries and gold medal winners from the uh, Homebrewer Association. Homebrewer Justin McClenahan, Silver Spring, Maryland, won a national bronze medal for his Baltic Porter. Uh, for the 2020 competition, a special Black is Beautiful Imperial Stout category was added earlier this year after the Open Board of Directors sampled several outstanding Imperial Stouts. The U.S. Open Beer Championships will donate 100% of the entry fees in this category to a foundation or organization that supports... Uh, equity. Equity? I, I would think it mean, they mean equality? No, they use equity, equity a lot too. Yeah. Inclusion yeah. and justice, which will be determined by the gold medal winner. Pontoon Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia, earned the inaugural Black is Beautiful Gold. Hmm. Uh, Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, judging was held in both the U.S. and Canada at locations including Atlanta, we're not going to read where. Well, one of the ones is interesting, Oxford, Ohio. Yeah. (laughs) So what? what? (laughs) We'll get to why that might be the case. So uh, top 10 breweries in the whole competition. Deschutes is number one, Monday night two. Number three was Narrow Path. Four was Barnaby Brewing out of Alaska. Five, mm. Rubens Brew Tap Room. Six, Amsterdam Brewing. Seven, Big Sexy Brewing. Eight, Maine and Six Brewing Company. Nine, Spearfish Brewing. Ten, Wellington Brewery. Wow. There's a couple of Canadians in there. And a few. <laughs> so uh, this year's top ten favorite beer names. I like that they actually break the... They, they save uh. you the trouble of digging through the list to find the interestingly named one. Uh, Menace to Sobriety Stout. Love it. Purple Floors and Dinosaurs IPA. <laughs> Breaking Bud IPA. Flavus nope. Maximus Ale. Uh, okay. S- straight Kick to the Scotch. <laughs> Love it. All right. Double Rog Dare You. That's hard to say. Fog Eat Fog World Hazy. Fog eat fog world. Yeah, fog eat fog fog world. (laughs) I don't give a schnitzel, Oktoberfest. Oh, that's a good one. Aromatic double IPA. Arrow. Uh, Tipsy goat bock. And you're killing me, s'mores. Uh, (laughs) You're killing me, s'mores. The Breaking Bud one is from one called Knee Deep Brewing, which is also fantastic. Sorry, uh, if we can pop back out of this. So yeah. I, I went through the whole list of medal winners and for our interests, uh, created a nice little list of the things that any of us would give two craps about. And <laughs> you may or may not give two craps about. So these are going to be the... Most of these are going to be national or local to Cincinnati because we want to brag on them. So yeah. I'm going to start well, running through these. You guys want to brag. I'm, I'm, I'm just here for the ride. I'm gonna, the region, you know? I'm gonna hit the ground running and go try and go fast. I might slip up, but whatever. 
So in English Summer Ale, we have Municipal Brew Works won gold. Um, that's local to Cincinnati. In English Pale Ale, Anderson Valley Brewing uh, won bronze for Boont Amber. Uh, another local, Mad Tree, took home a silver for Imperial IPA or Double IPA for Phantom Forest. Uh, Brink Brewing, who was, like the last two years, one of the top breweries at this competition out of Cincinnati, uh, brought home a bronze for their Brink ESB in the bitter category. Uh, Narrow Path, which was number three overall, took gold for English Descent. Uh, Third Eye Brewing, it's a new brewery in Cincinnati. They opened during the shutdown. Wow. And, uh, yeah, they brought home a lot of medals at this. Got silver for their Groovy Baby Ohio English Mild Ale. And then they also, in the Brown Ale category, got bronze for Perfect Sight. Um, Hmm. Deschutes, as we mentioned, with uh, they took silver for their Obsidian Stout in the American Stout category. Third Eye also took home gold for the Cream Stout for Higher Purpose. Brink back again, brought home silver for their Moosey Cream Stout. That beer has meddled at every competition they've ever entered it in. Nice. And the one time I've gone to have it, it was terrible. <laughs> because I got the first pull off the keg, and apparently the keg had not been like rotated Cleaned. or anything, so I just had this watery top pour. Uh-oh. Still, Still kind of... Raw about that one. So in the Scottish Ale category, Grainworks Brewing, another one out of Cincinnati, uh, took gold for Scottish Mists. I want to uh, try that now. So let's get into uh, our good friend Amos up in Alaska would like this one. Uh, Alaskan Brewing in the Irish Red Ale took bronze for Alaskan Amber, which is his favorite beer. Hmm. Um, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> Municipal Brew Works, Imperial Red Ale. Municipal Brew Works is blowing up around here. Uh, Recovery Red, they took home silver in the Red L category. Uh, so let's, another one here that we're going to be talking a lot about uh, in a little bit. Well, not tonight, but later on. Um, New Holland Brewing in the Juicier Hazy Pale Ale brought home silver for Hazy River. Firestone Walker brought home a bronze in the Juicier Hazy Strong Pale Ale for Mind Haze. Deschutes, mm. hey, they're back again. Uh, in the Light IPA category, got gold for Wowza. Sweetwater, um, in the light IPA, brought home bronze for highlight. Fretboard, okay. another Cincinnati brewery, in the brute IPA category, took gold for Bootsy IPA. Then Stone, hey, uh, took home silver for the West Coast IPA for their Stone IPA. I yeah, mean, hey, stopping. it's still yeah. You stop doing about well it, for you're like no that that yeah that's West Coast IPA <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Belgian Pale Ale fretboard again with their Crazy Train took home gold. Um, March first brewing out of Cincinnati Belgian double category brought home silver for double chin. Narrow path there they are again for their Belgian triple brought home gold for tri kettle. Hmm. Uh, Alexandria Brewing Company. Uh, another one right here around Cincinnati. They're actually like right across from where I work. Uh, and the Belgian Triple brought home silver for JWR Trappist Style Triple. High Green Brewing out of Cincinnati. Belgian Style Strong Specialty Ale. They took home gold for Oost. Uh, Berliner Berliner Style Vice. Street Side. Street Side with Raspberry Beret. Got the gold, baby. Uh, that's and the kind you- that you find in a secondhand brewery. 
Exactly. And in fairness, yeah, that thing deserves gold. That's... I was say, I think we've all had that one, and it's fantastic. Raspberry I don't even beret. like raspberries. A raspberry beret is by far like the best overly fruited Berliner Weiss I've ever had in my life. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, we'll keep scooting through here. In the Fruit Gosa Anderson Valley, hey, there they are again, uh, brought home bronze for their Tropical Hazy Sour. Uh, Mad Tree again out of Cincinnati in the American Premium Lager got bronze for double mitts. Uh, we, we could almost say Cincinnati for the next one, but we'll, we'll give it <laughs> to Boston. Boston's got to have something in the Meritson Oktoberfest. Uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest brought home gold. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> They've got some fond memories. Yes. Um, so Brink, there they are again in the Vienna category for Feeling Fritzy. Yeah. Alexandria Brewing back again in the Doppel slash Strong Bach for the Slayerator Doppelbach. They got silver. Uh, Big Ash Brewing, another Cincinnati brewery uh, in the Baltic Porter. Porter's Porter. Very original name. Uh, Baltic Porter. Uh, you had Nine Giant Brewing in Cincinnati. That is one of Love our, that place. One of our yeah. personal favorites. The food there is almost better than the beer. Almost. <laughs> almost. Uh, for the bronze for their Culverine yeah. Baltic Porter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of these are pretty great names, too. Uh, then in the American Cream Ale, as you know, my most hated category, uh, Rheingeist out of Cincinnati got silver for their cheetah. And uh, that was to say the American Cream Ale in, if you remember our Halloween episode, this was in the like Frankenbrew, whatever, like, you know, <laughs> the screwed up categories. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Cream ale. Uh, Belgian-style fruit beer. Municipal Brew Works again. Uh, silver for their Blackberry Duelist. And then back to something a little, well, you would think national at this point since they got bought out, but Wicked Weed brought home gold for with German chocolate cake in the chocolate uh, cacao beer. Cocoa. Cocoa beer. Um, so the next two, same category for, or no, the next one's the same category. Uh, Yingling for the Hershey Chocolate Porter brought home silver. Okay, that actually, but yeah, I guess there's a partnership there to be had. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and next one, these next two will be the same category, the Smoked Porter category. Hmm, who do you think would be in this one? Alaskan Brewing took silver, not gold, silver for the Alaskan Smoked Porter, which is a travesty. <laughs> but bronze went to Listerman Brewing of Cincinnati, Ohio for their Smoked Porter. <laughs> That's also a good porter. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, smoked porters all day, please. Thank you. Hemp beer category, New Belgium Hemperer. Yeah, no. How was that? I mean, not if gold? you're <laughs> if you're into weed, it's in the middle. <laughs> it's a nice honey sweet, hempy beer. Um, it's it's great fresh. I'll say that. So this next one is one we'll, on New Year's Eve, if you're going to watch, uh, we will be having this one for the first time. But in the barrel-aged pale beer, gold went to Dragon's Milk White from New Holland. Barrel-aged pale beer is the strangest yeah. sentence to me. Things are getting weird. Yeah. Uh, barrel-aged dark beer, uh, silver, went to Test of Time from Northern Row Brewing. Right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And another one, I've cheated and had one of these early, but uh, also New Year's Eve will be having this from New Holland Brewing in the barrel-aged strong beer. Bronze went to Dragon's Milk Solera, huh. which is their fooder-aged ale. Oh. Ooh. I thought that said Scalera at first. And I was like, <laughs> ugh. 
uh, barrel aged sour beer or narrow path again for the for a word we can't say. I'm not gonna go through that <laughs> one again. They they took gold. Uh, barrel aged sour beer Deschutes for the ages. Hey, uh, barrel aged fruit sours Rheingeist for perceptual passion. They took bronze. Uh, blended barrel aged beer Listerman Brewing's twelve uh, year anniversary. They got silver. Mm. Um, ba, 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 spirits barrel aged non whiskey and brandy barrels uh, went to street side they got bronze for their warhead that one god it was like a warhead candy like holy crap oh. it was a pucker up buttercup <laughs> in the red slash port wine barrel aged beer Deschutes for home at port uh, they got gold municipal brew works again uh, for the eight just in the aged beer category uh, they got silver for their first anniversary beer and Grainworks Brewing, I have a bottle of this. We're going to have to pop it sometime soon. In the aged beer category, took bronze for their bagpipes of Bardstown. That's a great name. Nice. Um, American Belgo Style Ale, Nine Giant again for minor swing. They got gold. Huh. Uh, the blah, 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 near gluten-free Deschutes Brewery, <laughs> with, they got gold with a little squeezy. Near juicy. gluten-free. Near. Not quite, but near. <laughs> These categories, like it's, I'm just. <laughs> well, I think it's real hard to make a glute, a hundred percent gluten free beer. Yeah, yeah. Which we're gonna have like to, we're gonna have to do a tasting episode on them soon. Uh-huh. We've talked about it for years. Yeah, we do that. We still we do the tasting on that one plus the light beers and it's all. But also thing. in the near gluten free uh, IPA slash double IPA category, there were multiple near gluten free categories. Of course, Stone Brewing took silver with Stone Delicious IPA. Um, in the peanut butter and nut beer oh. categories, uh, guess who? Listerman out of Cincinnati. They took silver with nutcase and gold with chacao. Those are two really Fantastic. good beers. And all, almost all the variations of nutcase and chacao, oh. actually. That's Hazel so good. chacao. Most of the chacao variants have gone to, if you have to be a part of their uh, like club program to get now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so the black is beautiful imperial stout. Stone Brewing got bronze in that one. Hmm. So, yeah, I was immediately piqued in interest. So sorry for taking up so much time on that big uh, slow jack about Cincinnati <laughs> greatness. So well, it's okay. I think we're done with uh, talking about how great Cincinnati is. Uh, so let's I've talk been, about uh, I've been, about where the... Oh, I'm, go ahead. I'm edging over here. I mean... <laughs> no, it's fine. We're talking about wh- wh- who, where's the best beer city in the u.s and i mean it's time to move on yeah yeah um well uh it turns out (laughs) and also this wow this this website okay uh they're not like they're not that kind of site like oh they deal in figures yeah uh a tall frosty glass of beer has proven welcome um during the distressing COVID 19 pandemic through the first half of 2020, beer sales in the U.S. rose about 16% compared to the same period in 2019, according to Chicago-based market research firm IRI, which I think we've referenced a few times before in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Though lockdown orders and restrictions on bars and restaurants have changed the way Americans are drinking, they're still spending their money to quench their thirst for a frothy pint. But not all cities are equally equipped to provide access to the working man's amber nectar. So, Smart Asset decided to find out which cities in America are best for those among us who consider themselves beer nerds. So, to do so, they compared 384 cities across the following metrics. Total number of breweries, breweries per 100,000 residents, average number of beers per brewery, and bars per 100,000 residents, 
and the average price of a pint. See, I'm picturing this, and I'm picturing uh, a mix of uh, the perfect drunk recall from uh, oh. Beer Fest yeah. and uh, the scene from The Hangover where Zach Galifianakis' character is like counting cards and numbers are flying around his head. So I'm just picturing them drinking, going, numbers. <laughs> yeah, I, pretty much. This seems really familiar. Have we talked about this recently? or? Uh, yeah, because Cincinnati about- was number one last year. I said, I think we talked about this 360 some days ago. Why does it feel like yesterday? Okay. Uh, because 2020, I guess. Key findings. Um, yeah, the key findings. Priciest pint will cost you a Hamilton. Huh. The most expensive average pint in the country is in San Le- Leandro, California. Leandro? No idea. Uh, a suburban town in the San Francisco Bay Area. The average pint in this town is a whopping $10. That is nuts. Compared to the average price of $4.59 across all the cities in the study. <laughs> uh, wow. Good job, Bay Area. Keeping it keeping it branded. Um, best to belly up to the bar in mid-sized cities. So if you're a beer drinker, don't look to the biggest cities in the country. Instead, consider cities in the next tier down in terms of size. Eight of the top ten cities in our study, all except Portland, Oregon, and Denver, Colorado, have a population of 400,000 or fewer. So, that's something to consider. Hmm. Uh, the top ten cities are brimming with breweries. The average number of breweries per 100,000 residents is 3.88 across the whole study while it's more than triple this figure across the top 10 at 12.47. We like to drink. Yeah. Um, Also, this is a nice little infographic thing they did. Uh, So, of course, the top 10 cities for beer drinkers, and this is in in order of, like, the top to least. So, number one is Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. I mean, I think we just discussed a few minutes ago... Why? Why that could be yeah. the case. <laughs> to some degree, yeah. Um, so for the second consecutive year, Cincinnati is the best city in America for beer drinkers. There are 31 breweries in the Queen City, the 10th highest number for the metric in the study. That comes to 10.20 breweries per 100,000 residents, ranking 22nd out of 384 cities. Cincinnati breweries offer, on average, around 112 different beers ranking 18th out of the 384 cities. So, yeah, there, we've got we've got options here, basically. Um, number two, I'm just going to run down this list first. So, number two is Asheville, North Carolina. It was the kind number of a given. one for quite a, quite yeah. a long time. Uh, number three, St. Louis, Missouri, um, which I, I guess I'm just assuming because of Budweiser, but at the same time, I'm like, really? I mean, um, there's, there's uh, a lot that happens out in St. Louis. There's yeah. a lot of great breweries in St. Louis. Uh, number I, four, Portland, Oregon. Sure. Uh, number five, Pittsburgh. I Great breweries. I guess. I, maybe you I'm know, just not the, keeping the up other, as well. The other Shining Portland is not on this list. I was expecting both Portlands. Yeah. They used to be, actually. They used to be yeah. like the top five, but yeah. they have dropped off. Uh, number six, Denver, Colorado. Number seven is Bend, Oregon, which we've talked about a few different breweries from there uh and number eight madison wisconsin i think we know why for that one number nine uh missoula montana and number 10 cleveland ohio so another another ohio uh cleveland oh, Mio, oh, oh, oh cleveland ohio <laughs> cleveland is where uh 
I know Fatheads is, but I can't remember. Well, let's just gush over the what they had to say about Cincinnati before we. <laughs> Let's just say we already talked about oh, that okay. one. <laughs> Fine. Uh, I will say the top three, the average price pri- price per pint is four dollars, so pretty affordable across Cincinnati, Asheville, and St. Louis. That's so, always, always good to know. You know, I think what really brings Cincinnati, like according to their metrics, what puts Cincinnati up there is the price per pint because I think mm. we're like the cheapest on the list on price for pint and the breweries offer a wider selection of beers. Like oh, they, there are more beers on tap at every brewery in Cincinnati than anywhere else. Those yeah. are the things that really put us over. Uh, <clears throat> average of numbers of beers per brewery, I think is the, yeah. yeah Cause that's the, the 112 for them and the low price point. Uh, yeah, because there are some places that have more total breweries like Denver, Colorado and uh, Seattle. But well, so a lot of people in Cincinnati would argue that because Cincinnati is broken up into like, like well, if you're looking at the like the metro area, yeah. there are like double the amount of breweries that they're saying in this list. It's, it's Cincinnati gets really so many places in Ohio get so tricky because it's like, I don't know. I, actually, it might be similar to like the Bay Area and you say a certain city, you're like, well, <laughs> that's actually over here. It, it's just one of those weird border things and neighborhood things and yeah you no know, there's like uh, oh portland maine is uh 15 on the list ah well it's not so still in the top though. 20 yeah all right uh Cur- <laughs> curtis is in the chat just talking about like it's it's so cheap apparently there yeah yeah it is well and i was just looking to see like just see what they said about it on the cleveland one uh the average cost of a pint in cleveland is four dollars so yep one of the lowest ones, I think. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, that's one of the few things we have. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> let's just. <laughs> you know. Uh, you you know what's probably not super cheap. Uh, the Rock's Lots? new tequila. Gonna say that's not cheap. Anything having to do with the Rock? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, apparently, the Rock's Terramana. Tequila is one of the fastest growing celebrity spirits in history. Uh, because released just this year, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's premium spirit is showing up in everything from ice cream to 100th birthday parties. I yeah. just like to imagine he's showing up at the party too, going, like, No, no, come on, let's. Because he would. Because you just picture that, don't you? Like, you just. You're like, Yeah, no, he would do that. What's surprising, however, is how quickly the brand has grown. According to Shaken Daily News, uh, email released from Friday, Terramana is celebrating one of the biggest debuts for a new-to-the-world brand in history. Uh, they, uh, they, it's reported that they had depleted 300,000 nine-liter cases by the beginning of December and well on the course to hit 400,000 mark by the end of the year. Uh, during the subsequent communications with the brand representative, Vine Pears learned that Terramana is, in fact, on course to hit 300,000 9-liter cases within its first 12 months on market. Uh, and it launched in March of this year, which is still kind of just bananas for how much they're selling. Betty sells it by March of this coming year. <laughs> Why would you not? Because no, no celebrity has their own brand of any kind of alcohol for a sustained period. Like they only do it to sell it and make a crap ton of money. I, I, I give it like five years, somewhere five within years. five years. I think he he'll probably sell it. But 
apparently, he, according to one of the things I was reading, trying to find a story like this, uh, he he has been wanting to make a tequila for a decade. So, you know, I'm thinking he may hang on to it for just a little bit. Okay. Uh, Clooney what, held on to his for a little while. Yeah. Terramana's co-founders, uh, co Ken Austin, said the numbers are, uh, could grow even quickly even larger. Uh, there's no question in his mind that we could double what we've done because we've been on allocation with the majority of retailers only able to get five cases a month when they wanted 50 or 100. Jesus. Because, uh, you know, they could only make so much. No, no. Scroll uh, scroll back up the, the puns in this article. Oh, this is a different one. Oh, I, this because one. I saw ice cream and I was like, I'm the, sorry, spiked ice cream? What? The rocking yeah, around it, it, the Christmas tree. I saw mommy kissing Dwayne Claus. Love oh, it. God. <laughs> I need the so the ice cream is a like spiky a spiked eggnog. Um, I'm scroll, scroll up. There was another. The like, picture is the best thing. Actually, oh yeah, him like wearing a Santa coat and it's got the arms cut off and because his arms are freakish. Yeah, yeah. I need this. How much do you think he'll sell it for when he ultimately sells? Um, I don't think it's gonna go Casamigos big. No. no. Uh, that's that's a uh, that's a ballast point number right there. Uh, I mean, which, which probably, time for ballast point? <laughs> the first, uh, first time one. or the second time? Uh, probably, probably a hundred million. Probably a, that's that's it's if he keeps it going for a while and it has good buzz. Uh, low end probably around like seventy. He'll walk away that's, very happy. Yeah, I would sell it now. Uh, the buzz is huge. I think that's still with aviation. That was like Ryan Reynolds built the buzz that's, around the brand and sold it. And it was like, no, he like when the buzz was the highest, he sold that. Made. Yeah. Like he was like, nope, we're done. Give me the yep. money. I'm out. God, uh, I need this. I'm sorry. I'm still very you lost. Want this, in the ice you cream. want this ice cream? Yeah, I do. So listen to this description. I'm just, I'm totally derailing right now. Uh, it says when the chill of winter nips at your nose, hurry in and cozy up with our take on a classic boozy nog. Oaky vanilla from Terramana's Reposado shines against rich, silky custard. Splash in uh, Amontillado sherry and warm it all up with nutmeg and salt for a toasty finish. I can't even. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would eat the shit out of that. <laughs> well, apparently uh, they have... Both the brands, uh, Tequila Blanco and Reposado, use roasted 100% blue Weber agave and retail under $35 a bottle. That's actually... That's a good deal. That's that's not bad. Uh, combination of premium ingredients and accessible price has been part of the brand's success, but not all of it. Uh, the other is The Rock, who they mentioned here this month. Uh, he transformed into Duanta Claus to bring the holiday celebration with his ice cream collab. It's kind of uh, right. I'm just saying, saying like, you know, the man has enough charisma that, like, is he the best actor in the world? No. Will you go to watch whatever he's in? Yes. I mean, like, the, the Rock tells you to do something, you go, yeah, sure. Uh huh. He seems fair. He's legit, almost. He's just like so, Tom Hanks level. He's so pleasant. You know, <laughs> it makes you think that if if he's not getting along with uh, uh, what's his name, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think. You're right. Uh, uh, no, it makes you think that if uh, uh, he's uh, not getting along with someone on a movie set uh, that in a franchise, an then maybe that guy's the problem. Yeah. Oh, also, his holiday pack on the ice cream sold out. 
Just putting it out there. The Duinta. But you know what also might sell out, Brittany? Some Advent calendars. Say anything at Aldi at this point? Uh, Yeah, so... This wondering week <laughs> this week in Aldi, wondering how to get through the long week between Christmas and New Year's. I just, we don't know if it's gonna be, it's 2020. It could feel like it could feel long, and it could feel like a day. <laughs> it's like you know how I'm planning on you know preparing for that week. A lot of like Olympic level drinking. <laughs> well, uh, straight. Already the mastermind behind chocolate prosecco and almond nog next up on the supermarket chain's holiday release list is a sparkling wine calendar for that pesky little week after christmas the calendar continues what has now become a tradition for aldi with 2020 marking the chain's third bubbly calendar release the seven day seven bottle advent calendar comes with mini bottles of prosecco sparkling chardonnay sparkling rosé and more Unfortunately, Chaco's Echo did not make the lineup, so fans will have to try their luck further down the, lo- the wine aisle. But with seven different 187 milliliter bottles to choose from, wine lovers will have plenty of bubbly to console them. On Wednesday, Aldi announced via Instagram that the sparkling wine calendars would start retailing in select Aldi stores the next day. Lucky shoppers who spot the limited edition uh, release in time can bring it home for just $24.99. Um... Because otherwise, it's seventy dollars, um, which was the last year's price. So yeah, wow, that's, that's probably the because pro- I'm looking at the chat and there's Curtis saying that it's a, a 750 milliliter or bust, and I'm like, can you imagine how much that calendar would cost? Literally just a whole. I mean, I don't know. That's, <laughs> it's just gets weird, pack. but still, it's just a six pack with a <laughs> uh, six pack bag wine. Like you just six pack bag wine advent calendar. You just come up and just pour the nozzle. Oh God, the, your advent bag. It's just, <laughs> just an advent. <laughs> it's Santa's advent bag bags. of of advent. It's Mrs. Claus's uh, advent bag. <laughs> mm. Sponsored by like Dunienberg. Covers the wall. Ah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Okay, well, I think uh, I think with that little little refresher, let's let's talk about maybe some of the uh, the some other values. Yes, uh, getting some uh, brand finances here. Yeah, a business uh, <laughs> valuation and strategy consultancy brand finance Ooh. recently released a study breaking down the top ten wine, beer, and spirit brands in the world. While Psalms and beer nerds, so just to be said, uh, Psalms beer, for Somali- okay. for sommeliers. Took me. A there are beer sommeliers. Like the fact that they're trying to say like the well, highest rank of. Uh, they they isn't it Cicerone is what those are called. Cicerones, yes. Yeah. But still, Psalms. Psalms. <laughs> Psalms. I mean, let's open up to our chapter to to book Chard- uh, to Chardonnay <laughs> chapter three. Can you imagine? <laughs> the Let's wine bible just go down the list let's just get exists. to the list sorry yeah uh, there's no like i could i could fluff this all we wanted but no only one yeah. you don't care you it's, want the it's list it's listicle season kids okay 10 most valuable beer brands number one corona two heineken three budweiser four bud light five victoria six kieran seven mm-hmm. snow snow all right all right eight harbin nine modelo and ten skull 
I'm like right. looking down that list, going like, okay, who do they own? Who do they own? Who do they own? Who do they own? Yeah. Who like, are they? There's like they four. Own? I don't know what they are. All right, uh, uh, top ten wine brands. Yeah, I don't know any of these. Not, not even gonna know how to say them. Dom Perignon is on there, but they're like at number five. That's the only one of those. Uh, Barefoot, and Barefoot, Barefoot, and Barringer. And yeah. that those Martini. are the ones that I actually <laughs> named. Yeah. Okay. Uh, spirits. Top ten spirits. Let's just get. Oh, uh, that's worse. Uh, no, it's, worse. It's, it's even worse. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, it's one of those words, Welsh. I don't know. <laughs> it's like seven consonants. That's not a word. Motau? <laughs> Wollongai? I, I, this is worse. So, okay. Maybe we should just post this. Ones that we know. Number five, Jack Daniels, worth $4.1 $4. billion. Johnny Walker, number six, worth $4 billion. Number seven, Hennessy, $3.6 billion. Number eight, Smirnoff, worth three point three two billion. Nine, no idea. There are a lot. There are a lot of uh, Chinese ones on here. Yeah, I believe yeah. some of these are Chinese. Is one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it Welsh or Chinese? That should be a game. <laughs> Welsh or Chinese? Uh, Bacardi's worth three point one billion dollars, coming in at number ten. <laughs> so those are your top tens for the most valuable. Yeah. That's uh, that's the important thing to keep in mind. They are valued at that. Uh, what the hell is snow? I have to look this up. Worth four point fourteen billion dollars. Uh, Corona's worth eight point one billion dollars. No, that checks of someone, out. Speaking of someone worth eight point one billion dollars, Gordon Ramsay announces a new line of hard seltzers. I don't think he's actually worth that much, but I really love Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so he is he's worth that to me. Nothing quite like watching a British man shout at people. Uh, finally, for a uh, product for all MasterChef contestants to swig after a stressful night on TV. Uh, on Monday, Gordon Ramsay announced the release of his new line of hard seltzers, Hell's Seltzers. Uh, according to email press release, uh, Ramsay partnered with Global Brews of London and Brew Pipeline to design the batch, which will feature four blended flavors. Uh, unlike other brands, each flavor in Hell Seltzer is made up of at least three key tasting notes and inspired by popular menus, uh, menu items from Ramsey's Hell's Kitchen restaurants. Now I'm just picturing a beef Wellington seltzer. Uh, <laughs> the recipes were tested by Ramsey himself and apparently stand up to his discerning palate and high standards. Those are for food, not drink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, each gluten-free, all-natural flavor will be available in 12 packs in 2021. Examples include Knicker Twist, made with passion fruit, pineapple, and orange. That's Forked, which draws on key lime, vanilla, and graham. Crackers, we assume. 5.5% uh, ABV Hell Seltzers have a long way to go in an entry. It's quickly advancing towards harder, higher ABV seltzers. <laughs> Knicker Twist. Yep, no, that's... That's an unfortunate. Like that's one that I'm like, oh, who who approved that name? Well, they Gordon Ramsay. But they should have all been named after insults he's slung over the show. <laughs> that's it should have missed. been. Should have been like, it's not. It's like you call this. It's raw. Uh, one that's just called anyway. like it's raw. You donkey. <laughs> Uh, that said, there's more slips entering the, the hard seltzer thing. It makes sense that Ramsey would try it. Uh, he explained, Hell's Kitchen will never freeze over, but cold Hell's seltzers are a great, is, a, uh, is a great start. Ugh. I don't know who fed up that line, but that's, it's, that's awful. Just stop, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I didn't realize seltzers were trending above 5.5. I thought that was just what seltzers 
No, they're getting at, they're getting up there. Is that it? I mean, it, okay, but there are seltzers that aren't hard seltzers now, right? I mean, they're no always one knows, been Bob. unhard seltzers. No, don't <laughs> no. They 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 those have all died. They've they've been replaced by White Claw. And truly. And at and here Vive because I saw Apple Cinnamon Vive and I was like, wait, what happened? No, <laughs> no, pumpkin bro. spice Vive back uh, in the fall. I mean. I mean, you say Vive, isn't... No, that's what Steam releases for VR. <laughs> Open up a ki- six-pack of Vive. Imagine how expensive that is. God. All right. Well, that's that's the news. <sighs> and we end with seltzer day. because, of course... <laughs> of course we do. Uh, we'd like to remind everyone, this is our news-only show, but... We do a weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow, where I will also insert haveadrinkstore.com. And uh, we will see you once again, uh, well, not in another couple of weeks um, due to end of year. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, stay New tuned Year's Eve. for our yeah. New Year's Eve show. Uh, I think this is our... This is our last news show for the year? Yep, this is it. Last wow. news one for the year. Well, all right then. So, uh, yeah, here's to 2021 when we'll do another news show and hopefully there's something positive to talk yeah, about. Hopefully some good news. <laughs> all right, well, we will see you guys again uh, next year then. <laughs> Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and we'll see you guys next year. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>